0: The prairie saint wore a white lab coat with a black cross fire-branded onto the lapel, blotting out the name of some long-dead doctor. He paced, pale and tall, between two burning fifty-gal drums. Spit flew from his lips as he sermonized, his stage the wrecked maw of a department store at the end of the abandoned shopping mall, his audience a captive huddle of migrants clad in paper FEMA refugee suits, Sheltering from the sand-blasting North Texas wind, sweat gleamed on his forehead. He preached the end of days. Brood yawned. He sat against the wall with Boyo and Ondoloco, carving grit from beneath his fingernails with a sheet metal blade ground into the shape of a hook. The rhythms of the prairie saint's grind lulled him. When he could no longer keep his eyes open, he tied black hair behind his head with a leather thong and settled deep into the oversized flak jacket he wore hidden beneath the broad spread of a canvas zarape. Beside him, Poyod quietly bent bird-thin shoulders over a clamshell he held in one dirty palm. He seemed fixed on the sewing needle he held in his other hand. With intense concentration, he dipped the needle's point into the tiny black pool of charcoal and water he'd mixed in the shell, raised the needle, pressed it to sun-browned skin at the tip of his protruding sternum. The tiny glyph of a flightless desert bird slowly took shape there. One animal in a broad spiral that covered the boy's ribs, shoulders, arms. Goners, he called them. Brood laid a hand lightly on the back of Poyo's shaved head. Stubble upbraided his fingertips. Hermano, Pollo murmured. He didn't look up didn't break the meditative rhythm of his dip and pierce. He stared at an empty spot in front of him. Wind moaned against the building. The prairie saint ground on. Brood let his eyes close, found a happy, half-waking dream already waiting. Rosa Lee was mere days away. It had been hard work to make Rosa laugh. A speckle of acne on her cheeks made her shy, and she tried to be hard, hard like her stone-faced Tewa brothers, who spent their days watching the south road into Ojo Caliente, scoped rifles cradled in their arms, likely to shoot anyone who came along and couldn't show seed, and even some who could. But Rosa's hair shone black as the charcoal in one of Ondo Loco's water filters, and Brood hadn't been able to let her alone. When he'd finally coaxed a laugh out of her, it was as though he'd found a secret button in her belly, and every time he pressed it, a bell would ring. His mother had told him when he was very young not to fall in love until he was 18. The world was a hard place, she'd said, and love just made things harder. But Brood figured he'd never live to be 18, so he may as well be in love. He held the memory of Rosalie deep in his chest, a second and secret heart beating life into him, he could still hear the jingle of what seemed a thousand silver bracelets, fine as spiderwebs, against her brown wrists as she'd taken him by the hand. Led him deep under the Ojo Pueblo to a secret cave lit by bio There, in the thick sulfur stench of the hot spring, got him drunk on myconal, brewed from mushrooms. She'd pulled off her stained t-shirt and brought brood to her breasts, cocooned him within the folds of her black, black hair. She'd smelled like the sweet figs that the tewa grew in long plastic greenhouses lining the Ojo Ridge top. Brood inhaled deeply, came awake to the smell of dust, acrid plastic smoke from the barrel fires, the sour shit stench of dysentery. The prairie saint's grind crescendoed. He paused, stared out at the migrants, waited, the silence stretched. The prairie saint glared. The migrants regarded him with hollow faces. The prairie saint's three acolytes stepped forth from the department store's shadow. Tall boys, sick faces, well-fed. They each wore the red scarves over their heads and red-splashed paper femas signifying La Chupacabra.